What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. I am continuing today on our faith series. Um, On the last one, I talked about the importance of acting on your faith and how James said that faith without works is dead. It's useless. It's inoperative. And so really how when you have faith, you have to act on that faith in order to see the manifestation of whatever you're believing for. And so today I want to talk about violent faith. And so, you know, just to recap, why are we talking about faith? Why am I going through all these topics? Because, because God wants you to walk in everything that he has in store for you. And the only way that you're going to do that is by faith. And, you know, this message, everything that I'm sharing with you has quite literally changed my life. And, you know, I'm passionate about seeing other people get into this place where you are actually walking in the promises of God, that you are a Christian that's not defeated and and just trying to trying to struggle through life and get through whatever you're in survival mode. But know that you are going to be a Christian in this final hour of time that is an overcomer that's walking in divine health that's walking in prosperity, that is full of joy, full of peace, even when there's total chaos in the world, when everything is being shaken, when everything is falling apart, the person of faith is going to is going to keep their victory, is going to walk in victory and overcome anything and everything that comes their way. And so that's why this message is so important. This is not like a side thing. This is not you know, this is not the icing on the cake. This is the cake. You know, your life, your faith is the life of your Christianity. As soon as your faith dies, your spiritual life dies. And so that's why this is so important. And so I want to talk about today, taking what we talked about in the last one, acting on your faith to uh, another level. And that is violent faith. And this is something that is absolutely crucial and will change your life. And this could be the difference of you receiving what you're believing for or not. And so that's why I want to start by reading Matthew 11, verse 12. It says, and from the days of John the Baptist until this present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault and violent men seize it by force. As a precious prize, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. So this is very powerful. Jesus, this is in this is in red letters, folks. This is Jesus himself is saying the kingdom of God suffereth violence, but violent people take what belongs to them by force. And so this is what you have to understand about the kingdom of God. You are not going to receive the promises of God being passive. Faith is not passive. Faith is violent and faith is aggressive. That's why the apostle Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. Any kind of fight is is violent. It's aggressive. There's a fight of faith. And it says, I like the, the amplified because it says that people... Um, violent men, they seize it by force with ardent zeal and intense exertion. That there is a zeal that has to come on the inside of you that, and, and a violence that you're going to take what belongs to you. 
that you're going to take it by force, that you're going to take what Jesus has made available to you, that you're going to lay hold of the promises of God, that you're going to lay hold of the kingdom of God in your life. And that you're going to see, you know, that's why Jesus said you have to pray, Lord, let, let, let your will be done on earth in my life as it is in heaven. So the kingdom of heaven has to be brought into your life by violent faith. You have to take it by force. And so that's the first thing I want to talk about is number one is that faith is aggressive. Faith is not passive. So, you know, it's not just like, oh yeah, well, I'm believing this and, and you know, because you, people can say they're believing God for something, but in reality, they're being totally passive. There's no aggression. There's no violence to, to what they're believing. And I want to give you an example of King David. David, when, when Goliath came against the people of God, and Goliath could represent anything. Whatever attack of the enemy that is coming against the people of God, David rose up in the midst of all of the Israelites and he attacked Goliath head on with his words and with his actions. So, so a violent faith does not run from Goliath or be passive and hope someone else deals with it. Violent faith rises up and attacks. Violent faith is on the attack, if that makes sense. So, you know, violent faith too, it, it comes from confidence. And really, why was David able to run at Goliath? Because he was so confident in the God that he served, right? He was absolutely convinced that if God was with him, that surely he would be able to defeat Goliath, right? And so that's really where violent faith and aggressive faith, it comes out of your confidence in the word of God that you are so convinced of something. And, you know, with this, I was thinking about, there's a scripture in Genesis about Judah and it says that the people of Judah, that their eyes are red with wine. And what is that talking about? It's talking about the wine of the word and the wine of the spirit. And so obviously, if you know, Jesus is of the tribe of Judah. So every single born again believer, your heritage is that you are of the tribe of Judah. And it says about those people that the tribe of Judah, that their eyes are red with wine. What does that mean? That means that you are so intoxicated with the word of God. That, and what is it? When you're intoxicated with wine, you are under the influence of that substance. Well, when you are intoxicated with the word of God, you begin to act under the influence of that word that you are so convinced that it begins to affect the way that you speak and the way that you act. And so when you are intoxicated with the word of God, it means that you are so convinced and that you are, you are going to begin to act and live under the influence of the word of God, right? For instance, when, when the word of God says that, that God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. When you are so intoxicated with the word of God, right? You're not going to be in fear. You're not going to worry. You're, there's going to be something that rises up on the inside of you, 
right? That you are going to speak the word of God over your life, that you're going to act accordingly, that you're not going to be in fear, wondering what's going to happen to you, that you're going to be in lack or whatever. No, but your faith is going to lay hold of that promise that you're never going to be in need, that God, that you become confident that God is going to supply your every need. And so you have to understand faith is aggressive. When, and that's when you get intoxicated with the word of God. That's the first one. Number, the second point I have is that faith is resolute. What does that mean? That faith doesn't back down and faith doesn't quit. Hebrews 10, 38 and 39, very popular verses. Many of you probably know them. It talks about how the just shall live by faith. And then it says, um, but those who draw back that God has no pleasure in that person. But in verse 39, it says, but we are not of those that draw back, but we are of those who have faith. So it's a very clear contrast there in verse 39. The, the opposite of a person that has faith is a person that draws back. So that's the second thing I want you to understand. Number one, faith is aggressive. Number two, faith is resolute. Faith doesn't draw back or quit. There's that other scripture. I think I mentioned this in the last one, that scripture and it says, um, do not fling away your fearless confidence for it carries a great recompense of reward. So faith is resolute. Faith has a tenacity that you will not let go of the word of God, no matter what it looks like, no matter what is coming against you, you will not let go and you're not gonna back off of the word of God no matter what. Just like I talked about the Shunammite woman, right? When her son died, she didn't just throw in the towel and say, oh, well, God's word failed. He gave me a son, but then it just, you know, she did not give up on the word of God. When her son died, she went to the man of God and she said, I will not leave you till you come back with me and raise my son up from the dead. What is that? That's resolute faith. That's a violent faith that she was not going to let go of the word of God. She was not going to let the promise of God die in her life. She was absolutely convinced that God was able to raise her son from the dead. And so that's the second one. Faith is resolute. This is the third one. Faith, violent faith resists. And this is so key. And I remember when the Lord taught me this, man, it changed my life. You have to understand that if you're going to be in faith about something that you have to resist, there, there's, there's a resisting element to faith. What do I mean? The Bible says to resist the enemy and he will flee from you. So if he's not fleeing, it's because you're not resisting. I'll say that again. If he is not fleeing, it's because you're not resisting. And so many people, you know, the devil throws something at them and they just receive the package. Whether it's sickness, you know, you feel a pain in your body and you just, uh, people just receive it. Well, how they receive it with, they, with their words. They say, my pain, my headaches, my anxiety, my uh, whatever, you know, they take ownership of it with their words. They're receiving a package that has been sent from hell. <laughs> and so really violent faith is going to resist with whatever the enemy tries to bring into your life or whatever, whatever's in your life ultimately that doesn't line up with the word of God. There has to be something on the inside of you that you're going to resist that thing that you're not going to just receive it. 
you know, and really it comes from being like I talked about being intoxicated with the word of God that that's your natural. If you're intoxicated with the word of God, you're naturally going to resist anything in your life that doesn't line up with the word of God and what God has in store for you. And so there has to be a hatred on the inside of you almost. And, you know, really the Lord, when he taught me this about resisting, it was really when it comes to sickness and disease and, uh, you know, that when symptoms come on your body, you ought to resist it with every fiber of your being and not just take it because it's Jesus paid a very, very, very high price for you to live in divine health. And so when there's symptoms in your body, violent faith is what rises up. Something rises up in you and you resist those symptoms. You command it to leave your body in the name of Jesus. You're not just going to sit there and take it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to resist it in the name of Jesus. And so that's the third one. You have to learn how to resist what is in your life that does not line up with the word of God. This is the fourth one. Praise. Faith praises God. So the example that I was thinking of with this is Paul and Silas. They got thrown in prison, right? And you have to understand, they had also just been beat. So literally, they're having a rough night, to say the least, okay? But because of their faith, when they got thrown in prison, they were able to sing praises unto God. And let me tell you this right now. Praise is the voice of faith. Praise is the voice of faith. Because like I talked about too, that you have to speak faith. You have to speak as if it's already done. Well, the ultimate way that you do that, if you believe, if you believe that God has already delivered you, if you believe that you have whatever you've asked the Lord for, then what would you be your response? You would praise him. You would begin to thank him. You would lift up your voice and praise him. And so that's what I want to ask you. How would you act if the thing that you were believing God for, if you had it right now? you would begin to praise him. And so praise, praise is a sign of faith to God. And so I encourage you, whatever you're believing God for, I want to tell you, when you begin to praise the Lord as if it's already done, that is going to unlock your miracle. Let me tell you right now. And so, you know, I was thinking about this too, an example from my own life. I remember when I learned these things I'm telling you today, uh, especially when it comes to sickness and receiving my healing. Uh, one time I had a migraine headache and I really rarely ever get headaches, but you know, I had just had this revelation and all of a sudden I had this insane migraine headache and I think I had Bible study that night or something. So I was like, I really cannot deal with this. And it was like extreme. It was not just like, Oh, a minor headache. And so I, uh, I went into my room, I took communion I commanded the headache to leave in Jesus' name. And I took my communion. And I'm going to tell you what, I felt the same. I felt the same. So what did I know that I had to do? I had to act on my faith. So what's the last thing that you would want to do if you have a headache 
is get up, jump up and down, yell, praise the Lord, sing a song. So that's exactly what I did. Even even though my head was still hurting, I got up because I believe when I took the communion, I believed that I received my healing. And so then I acted accordingly by getting up, jumping up and down, praising the Lord, saying, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, that I am healed. And boom, it was gone. Within 60 seconds, headache was gone. So it's, it's, it's acting on your faith and, and praising God as if it's already done that's going to release the power of God and bring the manifestation of what you're believing for. Because if you really believe that you're healed, if you really believe, you know, whatever, and you can apply this to any situation in your life, how would you act? What would you do? How would you praise the Lord? Even if you don't feel like it in the natural, violent faith does it anyway. Violent faith, let me tell you, is on another level. It takes no account of feelings or what it looks like in the natural. Violent faith, like I said, is intoxicated with the word of God, totally convinced that what God said is true and acts accordingly. And so I want to just end by giving an example. Um, This is probably one of my favorite stories in the Gospels of blind Bartimaeus. This is in Mark chapter 10. Um, I love this story. I'll just go ahead and read it that way in case you don't know it. Mark 10, 47. It said, in verse, uh, let me start with verse 46. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, so he heard, he heard about Jesus. Faith comes by hearing. So there was a faith that came on the inside of him when he heard about Jesus, right? It says that he began to shout, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many severely censured and reproved him, telling him to keep still, to be quiet, shut up, sit down, bro. But he kept on shouting out all the more. You son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, telling him, take courage, get up. The master is calling you. And throwing off his outer garment, he leaped up and came to Jesus. And so I want to pause right there. So this man, let me tell you, blind Bartimaeus had violent faith because these people, they told him, hey, shut up, sit down, be quiet, stop calling out so loud. You're disturbing the master. He, he's busy, you know, but, and that's exactly how it's going to be. As soon as you start to exercise your faith, everything in the natural is going to tell you, shut up, sit down, get over it. Jesus is not going to hear you. It's not going to happen for you, whatever. Everything is going to come to shut you up. But blind Bartimaeus had violent faith. And the Bible says that he, when that happened, he actually began to shout louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Why? Why was he able to shout all the more? Because he was convinced. He was absolutely convinced that Jesus could heal him and would heal him. So he cried out all the more. And Jesus stopped. Jesus took notice. 
and said, call him. And so what's powerful about this is like I just read in verse 50, it says the man threw off his outer garment. So, and if you know anything about this day and age, those garments, the blind people would wear a garment that signified that they were blind, that gave them a legal right to beg for alms or beg for money. So when this blind man threw off his outer garment, he threw off the thing that sim- that signified him as being blind and, and, and allowed him to be a beggar for money. And so wh- why did he do that? Because he was so convinced that after I come in contact with Jesus, I will not need this garment anymore because I will be healed. And so sometimes that's what it takes to, for you to throw off, to get rid of, to stop making room for that sickness. Stop making room for that um, problem in your family. Stop making room for, for, for whatever problem it is in your life to throw off the old. And that's why many people, when they receive faith for their healing, they'll throw out their medication. Why? They're throwing out the old because they're totally convinced that they are, they are healed. And so I love this. So he threw off his outer garment. He leaped up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what shall I do for you? And the blind man said, master, let me receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has healed you. Very interesting here. Jesus didn't say, I have healed you. Jesus didn't say the anointing has healed you. Jesus didn't say the word of God has healed you. Jesus said, your faith is what healed you. And I want you to understand this today. It is your faith that's going to lay hold of the promises of God. And so many people, they're mad at God. They're angry at God because they're wondering, why is this happening in my life? And I want to encourage you today to stop being mad at God, to start being mad at the devil. Get mad at the devil. Get mad at your own unbelief. But whatever you do, don't get mad at God because it's not on God. Jesus said, it is your faith that will heal you. It is your faith. It's the same with the man uh, at the pool of Bethesda. Jesus said, do you want to get well? Why are you sitting there? Do you want to be healed? And the man's thinking, yeah, well, obviously I want to be healed. Duh. No, but Jesus said, do you want to be healed? Because that's the question I want to ask you today. How bad do you want what God has for you? Do you want it enough to be violent? The violent take it by force. There's another story that's coming to my mind too of a man that was paralyzed and his friends, they couldn't get to Jesus. So they ripped a hole in the roof and lowered this man down into the building where Jesus was so that he could be healed. That my friends is violent faith. Violent faith is willing to rip up a roof, to climb on top of a building, rip up a roof. I want to ask you, are you that desperate? Do you want it that bad that you're willing to, you know, rip up a roof, to get yourself 
uh, to Jesus, to get yourself before the word of God. There has to be a desperation. There has to be a violence to your faith that, so, and really it only comes from being intoxicated with the word of God, that you are so intoxicated with the word that something on the inside of you rises up and says, I'm going to have what God says belongs to me. And I refuse to quit. I refuse to back down. I refuse to settle for anything less than what Jesus has made available for me on the cross. And when that rises up on the inside of you and you switch from being passive to being aggressive to having violent faith, I'm telling you, I am telling you right now, violent faith always lays hold of the victory. And as you do that, I'm telling you right now that you're gonna see you are going to see the manifestation of whatever you're believing God for as you lay hold of it by faith, as you fight the good fight of faith. And a good fight is one that you always win because when you fight with faith, let me tell you, you will always win because this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So as you begin to stir up your faith today, I believe that you will lay hold of the promises of God in Jesus' mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.